morning, everyone. So this is the Lectio Divina time. Lectio Divina practice is about listening to scripture with the ears of our hearts as a community. It's not about finding the correct response. Uh, we wanna embrace and welcome the different things that people may hear or experience. And we also want to increase our comfort with silence. I'm going to read through the passage twice and we will have a pause of silence for reflection in between the readings. And as the passage is being read, um, take some time, just notice any phrase or a sentence or a word that stands out to you and uh, feel free to pop that into the chat if you like. So Psalm 25 verses one to 10. Forever, I will lift up my soul into your presence, Lord. Be there for me, God, for I keep trusting in you. Don't allow my foes to gloat over me or the shame of defeat to overtake me. For how could anyone be disgraced when he has entwined his heart with you? But they will all be defeated and ashamed when they harm the innocent. Lord, direct me throughout my journey so I can experience your plans for my life. Reveal the life paths that are pleasing to you. Escort me along the way, take me by the hand and teach me. For you are the God of my increasing salvation. I have wrapped my heart into yours. Forgive my failures as a young man and overlook the sins of my immaturity. Give me grace, Lord. Always look at me through your eyes of love, your forgiving eyes of mercy and compassion. When you think of me, see me as the one you love and care for. How good you are to me. When people turn to you, they discover how easy you are to please, so faithful and true. Joyfully, you teach them the proper path, even when they go astray. Keep showing the humble your path and lead them into the best decision. Bring revelation light that trains them in the truth. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who follow the ways of his covenant. As we now pause, note any thoughts or emotions or questions that arise. You're welcome to share these in the chat if you'd like. Just going to read through that again. Feel free again to comment on anything. 
music. Forever I will lift up my soul into your presence, Lord. Be there for me, God, for I keep trusting in you. Don't allow my foes to gloat over me or the shame of defeat to overtake me. For how can anyone be disgraced when he has entwined his heart with you? But they will all be defeated and ashamed when they harm the innocent. Lord, direct me throughout my journey so I can experience your plans for my life. Reveal the life paths that are pleasing to you. Escort me along the way. Take me by the hand and teach me. For you are the God of my increasing salvation. I have wrapped my heart into yours. Forgive my failures as a young man and overlook the sins of my immaturity. Give me grace, Lord. Always look at me through your eyes of love, your forgiving eyes of mercy and compassion. When you think of me, see me as one you love and care for. How good you are to me. When people turn to you, they discover how easy you are to please, so faithful and true. Joyfully, you teach them the proper path, even when they go astray. Keep showing the humble your path and lead them into the best decision. Bring revelation light that trains them in the truth. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who follow the ways of his covenant. All right, everybody. So normally this is a time when we would be doing communion, remembering our connection to one another, to the body, being grateful for the body and ministry and life of Christ. But we are during this Lent time going to be um, taking a break and doing other practices and focuses in part of our waiting and our wilderness experience together. So this is the first Sunday of Lent and we want to focus on the idea of presence. And so just one thought on presence. Um, I know that in my life there have been times when I have been, you know, you want a word from God and and I would get that word and then I would get almost this anxiety of focusing on how can I make it happen? How can I make it happen? Or you'd have an experience that was, that was negative and you'd be looking back and going, how could I fix that? How could, where, where were you in that God? And I, there was this moment where it was like the presence of God, those places where I felt most deeply connected and like God could communicate deeply were those moments where I was able to be right now as though the presence of God is maybe best experienced in the present, not in some future thing that will happen or in some way of fixing something that did happen, but that it's in our right now lives, in our right now moments. And even when we are going through things that happened in our past or imagining things that happen in the future, it is our right now experience that brings healing, that brings light. So this morning, what we're gonna do is um, we're gonna do the practice of being present that is in the Walking in the Wilderness book by Beth Richardson. So we're just gonna stop what we're doing. 
for most of us, we're already kind of present in some way here. But just I invite you to just take a big breath in and let it out. And just let's have a moment where we can just be 100% present right now in this crazy pandemic, doing church by Zoom, seeing one another in little Brady Bunch screens. Right now, we're here. And any thoughts that come up, any things you notice, the hum from your answering machine or feedback from your computer or the way that you can't see everybody on the screen, anything that comes up for you, just acknowledge them and let them pass. Choose to be here right now. And we're just gonna maybe put your hand on your heart. Sometimes that helps you focus on just your breathing. You don't have to modify it in any way. Just notice, how are you breathing? Take a breath in and release it. Again. Any distractions that come up, just notice them. Notice your body. Feel any places of tension or lightness. Just acknowledge them. Feel your feet on the ground, your body in your chair. What are the emotions that are coming up for you? No such thing as a bad emotion. They might be easy, they might feel difficult, they might feel big, they might feel hardly big enough to notice. But just acknowledge them. In this moment, I invite you to turn your attention to the Holy One, to the one who is presence itself. Can you notice the presence of God in a sound, in a smell, in what you feel, in what you see? Turn your attention to however that presence is showing up and let yourself rest in it. And know that there's an invitation in any moment during the day, during the week, when you have the gift of time that you can stop and just notice and notice where presence is and how easy to please that presence is, how happy to be with you that presence is. So I invite you to take one more breath together in and out. You can focus your gaze, open your eyes if they've been closed, be back in this moment. It's good to be present together with all of you. Amen. Lando, I think I'm praying for you. Yay. Lando's one of my favorites. Lando, we just pray that God will bless you. It's so good that you're sharing with us this morning. Uh, I pray that you would experience God's presence as you are sharing with us, that you would know that you are 
beloved of God, and that we are thrilled to be here to hear from you, to hear what God is giving you to share. We're such a valued member of this community. I just pray you would feel blessed and loved and free as you share with us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Unmute, All right. Can you hear me? All right. So you might ask, what is this guy doing here today on Zoom Church? Uh, he's not a theologian. He's not a preacher. He's not a pastor. He's a bookseller. Uh, a month and a half ago, I was talking to some people. I think some of the uh, leadership was listening. I said, I could preach, implying anybody could do it. And all of a sudden, here we are today. Uh, if this was a regular sermon or a TED talk, it would need a title. I haven't given it one officially, but it might be along the path, uh, walking on down the road, experiencing the theology of God on the thoroughfare of life. How's that? Or it could be stories and songs with Grandpa Lando. My kids like that. Grandkids, I've got 12 of them. Uh, I've got a, an award-winning series. Uh, I gave myself the award called Georgia the Elephant. Georgia goes camping, Georgia plays hockey. Georgia goes on WestJet, but I won't do any of those today because that's not what's asked for. Or maybe the talk could be called A Mother, A Boy, and a Six-String Guitar. It's the first Sunday of Lent, the time of year when we remember and reflect on Jesus' very rough path to the cross. This was the most momentous event in the life of Christ. His, his whole life was building up to this. So we've already read uh, Psalm 25 twice. I want to focus uh, on some verses from it. I also want to read part of the other lectionary reading uh, that's from 1 Peter. I'll just read a little bit of it. 1 Peter 3, 18. Christ also suffered when he died for our sins once for all. He never sinned, but he died for sinners that he might bring us safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. And then it goes on to say, there's a picture of baptism, which now saves you by the power of Jesus Christ's resurrection. Baptism is not a removal of dirt from your body. It is an appeal to God from a clean conscience. Think about that. All right. Show me the path. Show me the way. Show me the truth. And those lines come from Psalm 25. I love going hiking. I love to go on the path I've never been on before. Uh, you don't know what's around the corner or the next hill. Could be a spectacularly flat prairie view, a thunderous waterfall, an ominous cave, you know, a haunting cave entrance or a shagged snow, jagged snow-laden North Shore Mountain or our ever-present Mount Baker uh, from a slightly different angle. Hikes are made of momentous events. Jesus' life was filled with momentous occasions. Our lives are filled with momentous moments. Maybe not so much as last year, uh, but let's go back further and we can remember milestones, turning points, celebrations, births, deaths, failures, achievements. I was thinking the title of one of my books is going to be called Failing and Loving It. Now, my wife is usually so supportive, but she does not like that, so I have to get a different title. I want to talk today about some of my memorable moments going way back, and also a couple of recent ones. And I want to give you an opportunity uh, as we go along. Feel free to write some things in the chat, some things that have been important for you along the way that have 
uh, grabbed your attention. <clears throat> Before I get into the stories, I just want to tell you a little bit about me, just a very little bit. I was raised in a Christian home where my mom and dad uh, really tried to lead me in the ways of Christ, in the ways of the Bible. I have three brothers and a sister. I'm the oldest. My brothers are all spaced about a year and a half apart. After the fourth brother, that was it. Well, at least we thought that was it. And lo and behold, one day my uh, it's announced that uh, we're getting another baby. And uh, my sister appeared uh, 10 years after me. I'm pretty sure my little sister got a lot more, a lot more attention or a little more attention from dad than us boys. Uh, dad was promoted to glory uh, two and a half years ago. And my mom, who's 90, is still living in the family home. She's summoned with her all day and a family member stays overnight. Struggles with dementia. She still knows us, uh, but it's very forgetful. Our family was a musical family, and we liked to sing together. Our little Mennonite brethren church way back in Mission, uh, in the hills uh, east of Mission, we enjoyed singing the hymns, kind of a country style. What a friend we have in Jesus, I'll fly away, leaning on the everlasting arms. And when the road is called up yonder, I'll be there. All right. It was my 15th birth, uh, 13th birthday. 5 p.m., Simpson Sears truck pulled up to the side of our country farmhouse. The driver pulled out a triangular shaped box about three feet long. I saw it coming. I knew what it was. It happened to be a Sears brand silver tone six string guitar with a black nylon case and instruction booklet and instruction small size 78 record. I've seen an ad for it since and it was $15.95 with the case. The advertiser is their lowest priced flat top guitar. I put the record on. The instructor said in a rich baritone voice, here is the note for the first string. So you try to tune it to that till it sounds like it's not the right note, but um, then with the help of the instruction book and this guy on the record, I was singing the old folk song, Home on the Range, and went, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play for you a little bit. Now it's gonna sound a little funny on Zoom, but I, you know, this is gonna be, this is gonna be pretty important because this is my 13th birthday and it went like this. And you know, and I had a hard time getting these, getting these fingers. Oh man, that's so hard, but you know, it's improved a bit since then, went like this. Oh, give me a home. Where the buffalo roam, where the deer and the antelope pray. I don't know why I'm closing my eyes. It's not a worship song. Where seldom is heard a discouraging word, and the skies are not cloudy all day. I know you never expected this at church today, but it was a risk when they asked me. Home, home on the range. Where the deer and the antelope play, mm -hmm. where seldom is heard a discouraging word, and the skies are not cloudy all day. Okay, enough of that. Thank you very much. My mom would sing along with me. She still loves that tune. Sometimes when I sing with her, I'll pull that one out and. Have a good time. You know, though, that was actually a terrible guitar. Hard to play, hard to tune, hard to press down, but it was given to me. That was a huge occasion. 
changed my life. I kept teaching myself and kept learning more songs and later started to take my uh, guitar to youth group. I've had many guitars since then and I've always enjoyed live music, especially kind of an acoustic style and rock and blues. Another occasion along the path of life was my baptism. It was a tradition when you hit 15, well, younger, between 13 and 15, the pastor would encourage us to get baptized. And in our building, baptism was quite an event because our church could not afford one of those fiberglass hot tub style baptistries. It was a plywood box inset up behind the choir loft, which was behind the pulpit. Always had a curtain there, but when there was a Baptist, baptism, the curtain was open. And the corners of this box were not very well sealed. So every time there was a baptism, three or four five-gallon buckets were placed strategically in the basement <clears throat> to catch the water coming through. And there may or may not be enough hot water, but I've been taught the importance of baptism <clears throat> and what it meant. So I did it. I still remember it today. Big moment for me and my friends that um, when I was 14, when we got baptized, a symbolic act saying that we were going to follow Jesus and be baptized as he was. Back to the guitar. Another moment. Excuse me. My first public performance. Our church's music director asked me to sing a song at the church's annual Easter sunrise service at the Hatsuk Cemetery in Mission, not far from here, at seven in the morning. Worst possible time to take a guitar outside, worst possible time to sing. But I attempted singing a song about Jesus, a folk song from the uh, birth to the resurrection. The pastor must have liked it because he, he asked me to sing it later in the Easter service in a warm church building. I was nervous, but I still belted it out. Later, one of my friends in the youth group said to me after the services, who do you think you are, Elvis? Elvis? Uh, pretty high compliment now, but... I didn't know much about Alice at that time. That occasion, that event was about an older person giving space for a young, inexperienced, untrained boy to try something. I was being shown the ways of the Lord and being taught along the path. Show me your ways, teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth. Now, the question might arise, how have I been led? Often it was through people, my parents, my pastor, friends making suggestions, or sometimes it's a quiet nudge. I remember a huge business decision I had to make in uh, 1982, 81, 82, along there. And after doing much research, I like to, like I'm pretty conservative. I like to figure it all out, have all my ducks in a row and just like, you know, feasibility studies. Um, I called up a business colleague of mine and I said, uh, you know, what, what should I do? And he said, he gave me three words, go for it. So I did, you know, like that was pretty clear. Uh, springing ahead to modern times, I remember a few years ago, my friend Steve Bell, singer-songwriter out of Winnipeg, had just released a new album, and he plays acoustic guitar, and he's amazing. I was uh, driving up to the store on a Sunday night to pick up something. Uh, we only live a few minutes from uh, my store, and uh, our store uh, had the music cranked. I had Steve's song uh, playing, and, and the song was, Whoever Loves God Loves All That God Loves. And it's just, I've got it really loud. If you drive with me, I, I always have the music too loud, but that's just who I am. These words were repeated over and over. I was enjoying the melody and the acoustic instrumentation. I was just grooving as I was driving around the corner. I came around the corner. There was a guy laying on the cement in the carport at, at the store. 
he just interrupted my Christian happiness, my holy moment with God. He just interrupted it. I knew immediately what I had to do. He was cold. I had to help. I had to love. I was just listening to the song. Whoever loves God loves all that God loves. Went home and got some blankets and a foamy for him to sleep on. That was a pretty loud nudge. You know, it's important to look back where we've been to remember the past, to remind ourselves, to encourage each other. Second uh, Peter 1, 12, 13 uses words like remind, refresh, remember. Psalm 145, amazing psalm. I like to read it over and over. It, it, it talks about uh, telling the wonderful story of his goodness. And from one generation to another. I'm 67, now you know. Uh, and in my life, my children and my grandchildren are the following generations. They, they need to hear my stories. They need to, to see who I am, uh, what I've gone through. In some of the Old Testament stories, there were altars built so they could always remember. And, and the question is, how do we remember? After Jacob had the incredible dream of the ladder and the angels coming up and down, uh, he received a great blessing from God, and he, he took the rock that he had slept on and, and put it in a pillar, uh, in, in a pillar that he built. Exodus 24 says that uh, God had given special relation to, uh, revelation to Moses, and after that, he built an altar, set up 12 stone pillars. Today, we don't usually build pillars, uh, but maybe we frame a photo of a significant event. You probably have hundreds and thousands of pictures on your phones. Maybe you get a few of them printed and put up around a little bit just to, to remind yourself what's going on. Uh, we, we received a text the other day. or No, I'm not a text. We've been a phone call from my oldest daughter. They live out in Greendale, Chilliwack Way. And they said, come on out to the Fraser River and we'll have a campfire and uh, uh, roast some chicken sausages, that kind of thing. So when we were driving out there, the Mount Shiem and the mountains beside were just spectacular. We, we took pictures and, and, and they, they, um, it, it was stunning. And then we got to the river and I hadn't been there for a long time. The panorama in front of us, you know, I like using words glorious, spectacular. I need to get some more words uh, going in my uh, vocabulary, that's for sure. But the foreground, the islands in the river and the mountain and, and uh, Later, uh, my wife uh, actually painted a picture of the, the scene that, we, that, we, that we, were, we were a part of. We'll look back to that day and say, that was a good day. That was God leading us, and especially during COVID. Why do we celebrate communion so often? To remember this climactic, momentous event, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why do we celebrate Christmas and Easter every year? To remember. The rituals and the events we participate in marking these occasions are really important to ground us in the faith, to help us remember. Okay, a couple more moments from me. Um, early 1970, there were a, a group of teenagers and a few pastors that got together. I was 16 at the time. Some of our people were a little bit older, some a little younger. Uh, we were talking about how we could reach the young people in mission about how to talk to them about the love of Christ and share with them. One thing led to another, and our, our leader at the time, he was only four years older, so it was a young group. Uh, we, he, he made some inquiries and decided we could rent a house, uh, an old house. One time was a church, one time a store, it was empty. And so uh, one thing led to another. July 8th of 1970, we started House of James Coffee House in Mission. 
we filled our place with some of those round wire spools you can get from BC Hydro that they put wire on. Uh, they made good solid tables. Uh, we borrowed some chairs from the Baptist Church. You know, we never did give those back. Uh, we made a small, uh, small uh, stage in the corner, four by eight sheet of plywood. You know, you could only get Steve Mitchinson and Steve Lang on there. That'd be it. The rest of the band would have to play elsewhere. Anyway, uh, very small. And we gave out uh, pretty bad coffee in those days, you know, out of one of those urns and mostly stale cookies, but there was love in our hearts. Uh, we played uh, a lot of old records on the turntable. I got a few here. Peter, Paul, Mary. You see that? Peter, Paul, Mary. Simon and Garfunkel. This is the original one. I think I had there uh, 40, uh, I don't know how many years. It was a long time ago. Anyway, um, and we talked to people about Jesus. Oh, one other record was uh, Edwin Hawkins Singer's uh, Let Us Go to the House of the Lord had the hit song, Oh, Happy Day. Uh, some of you are way too young to remember that, but this is important stuff. We talked to Jesus, uh, talk to people about Jesus, and we would we would share with them. And you know, sometimes we stay there, often stay there till one o'clock in the morning, and then I jump in my Chevy too, and I head back across uh, the railroad bridge. This is before the bridge, the Mission Bridge. You go across the, you'd have to go across the railroad bridge, and it had planking in it. You know, you didn't have to stay just on the tracks. I mean, it had planking. It was okay, but it's just a one-way bridge, and you had to wait for the 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 light to go green or you had to wait for a train or you had to wait for a, a barge that went through the, you know, the swing span would open. It's quite the, it's quite the deal. Uh, later, the coffee house would, would drop, uh, would turn into, uh, would move a few times and then it turned into a bookstore. Why did I, I don't know, there was some kind of nudge. There was some kind of something, I must've put my hand up in a Bible study, said, I'll do it. I had some encouragement from others. Uh, by that time I was now, the, uh, I was 19. It's pretty old now, so you get going with life. Uh, no business experience, only $700 in the bank. Uh, it was a small store, lived in the suite in the back. You could stay with me for 100 bucks a month. You had to make your own food. We usually had, you know, bologna sandwiches, pork and beans, mac and cheese, nothing too fancy. Later, I moved to uh, another location on First Avenue, and things really took off. Uh, but here is the really big, momentous event. This tall, very cute, sparkly young lady from the Lutheran church came in. It wasn't just business that was growing. It was an interest, a love interest. But that's another story for another day, another book. But I did write, I did write a song. I'm not gonna sing it for you, but I did, uh, I have written a song about some of my history. And the first, the first verse goes, long haired, skinny boy, only 19. Opened up a bookstore, but it wasn't a dream. Didn't know what he was doing but he tried to do his best. 45 years later, you know the rest. 12 feet wide, 49 long. Walk through the door, always hear a song, usually about Jesus on the rock guitar. 45 years later, it's come pretty far. But here's the most important verse. A pretty young lady from the state of Minnesota walked into the store, said, I'd like to get to know you. She stole his heart. <laughs> The screen just changed on me. She stole his heart and everything he had, which wasn't much. 45 years later, is not so bad. It's very good, in fact. Okay, that song's done, thank goodness. Okay, now it's time for the big wrap up, don't you think? We've gone on too long. Because uh, I know you have many social events planned for the day and lunch is ready. Plus, I didn't even have coffee yet. I have to get going and make a cup of coffee. And we gotta have a little bit of Q&R, not too much, hopefully. Uh, okay, here goes.
my hope is that you will begin to remember again the events that have been in your life and they, they're not all good events uh, but they are what you've come through what's brought you here today the various paths you've been led along uh, the truths that you've learned the ways it was so interesting in the very first part of the service there was all kinds of little phrases that that jumped out to me that were wow they were they, they tied in with this um, I really enjoyed that as we celebrate Lent, as we celebrate communion and remember Christ's death, let us also remember the special occasions in our own lives that have brought us to a fuller understanding of the unfathomable life, unfathomable love God has for us. And let's talk to each other. Let's, let's talk about these occasions, large or small. Let's listen to one another. Lately, I've been surprising a few people. I just give them a call out of the blue. Uh, it's quite fun, actually, especially for people who haven't heard from you for a while. One was a business associate colleague of mine uh, in Ontario, and we'd not talked to him about 14 years. He was a supplier. I sent him a lot of money over the years. He sent me a lot of books. And um, his business had gone bankrupt, and uh, it was really hard times for him and his wife. Uh, another person I called was much younger, and things are going financially really well. But his wife has been diagnosed with a serious illness. He was very surprised to get my call. He says, it was, a, it was an honor. So let's encourage each other. Let's tell our stories. Let's hold each other with wonder and curiosity. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are my God and my Savior. And my hope is in you all day long. Thank you. <clears throat> wow, Lando. I am so glad you said yes. Thank you. Um, I was really looking forward to this, and you did not disappoint. Encore! Encore! 